0: The other day, he had his first meeting in charge at Geelong Race Club. And, of course, they do race again in a few days' time on Wednesday. And Luke Rayner takes our call. How are you, Luke?
1: Truly, thanks, Andrew. Yeah, sort of uh, got the feet under the table now and made a start. So it's uh, a little bit, um, I guess I'm a little bit better placed this time this week than what I was maybe this time last week. So I suppose that's an improvement, Andrew. But, um, no, all
0: good. Well, just before we talk about Geelong itself, just for those that know, you've spent a lot of time in the racing industry, of course, uh, CRV, RV as well, uh, club support roles, also looking after country racing. So you have a terrific resume. Just take us through the transition as to all of those years at headquarters, thinking about maybe you'd end up as a race club manager itself.
1: Yeah, well, I guess throughout the journey that I've had, um, I'm a Geelong sort of person, born, born and bred, and, uh, and raised. Um, certainly uh, took off from the area for about sort of ten years, I suppose, in total, which was actually football sort of related. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so back in two thousand and seven, we made the uh, move from Western Australia at the time to come back to Victoria, and I found myself in uh, in a country racing services regional services manager's role with um, with crV at the time so um, so that sort of commenced in mid two thousand and seven uh, and we sort of uh, i was in that role for a period of five years again predominantly sort of dealing with about sixteen clubs in the southwest uh, one of which was was Geelong of course so um, so i feel like my i guess relationship with Geelong probably goes back to when I first started in racing um, back to sort of two thousand and seven. Um, and then uh yeah, there was myself and Jamie McGuinness and Rod De Bomford, I think it was at the time, uh, back in about twenty twelve that uh we shuffled across to Racing Victoria and I guess um um sort of improved the footprint that Racing Victoria sort of had with country racing, um, at the time and just the knowledge and the understanding by um, by us sort of commencing an in infrastructure and club support. Um Department there at Racing Victoria. So that's been my last nine years, which again is predominantly um, been working with um, all country clubs across the state in a variety of sort of areas and items as they arise. Um, certainly a, a strong um, projects and infrastructure sort of um, component to the role. Um, but yeah, just some general club support really, and I, I suppose what that's enabled me to do is. He's developed many uh many working relationships but also many friendships and um yeah, I think country racing in my view is no doubt the heartbeat of the industry and um so it's terrific to now be able to sort of I guess become a part of that club land scene if you like and um you know, take over a you know, a really well positioned um you know, Geelong Racing Club uh, and hopefully we can sort of uh continue to improve and and uh, and grow as a as a club and and uh, really entrench ourselves here in the community of Geelong.
0: So it sounds as though this is a dream job for you given your association with the area. Is this is this the only reason you would have left administration to take up a club role? Is this like a footballer or a coach saying, "Look, I'm happy to play in the AFL or coach, but I'll only do it if I can go to this club. Otherwise, I'll just stay in the system and do what I'm doing." It sounds as though this is the dream situation for you and the only main reason or would you have pursued club management at a club itself elsewhere?
1: No, I think you're spot on the money there, Andrew, in terms of, you know, I was certainly, you know, really enjoying my time with RV. Like, I mean, 14 years across sort of CRV and RV from an industry peak body perspective is, is a reasonable amount of time and I suppose... Um, There is many people within the industry that um, have worked that period of time and upwards, and I think that's because they. It's a little bit like the AFL circle, I suppose, as well. And um, you know, once you, once you form part of peak bodies, or you are a part of a peak um, body in a in a real sort of key sporting landscape, there they are sort of hard um, organisations to leave. So. you know, in terms of racing in Geelong, which is obviously where I'm from and where I live and where my kids go to school and all that sort of type of stuff, then there really is only probably the one administrative opportunity, I guess, when we're talking racing and we're talking Geelong, and that's uh, that's the CEO role of the club. And uh, when it came up this time around, the timing was just perfect for me to to throw my hat in the ring and um, and have a go at it. And fortunately for me, it's sort of uh, it's come out in my favour. So now I sort of get to. As I sort of say, I get to to jump in under the under the desk
0: and give it my best shot. RSN nine two seven. You with Andrew Hughes. We're chatting to Luke Rayner. We'll chat to him many times over the months and I guess years ahead. Now the new manager at Geelong Race Club, Luke. Um, now I'm not privy to a lot of things in the industry. Were you surprised that Daniel Salter moved on? He'd been there seven years and uh, moved on to uh, other pastures, but. As I said, this is all the cards have fallen your way very nicely. Um, were you privy to Daniel thinking he might be moving on, or did it come as a surprise to you? Because, as I said, a lot of things happen quickly.
1: Yeah, no, I wasn't privy at all, Andrew. Actually, and um, and to be honest, uh, when he did give me a call and sort of. Um, um make me aware of his decision there, yeah, it was it was a little bit of a surprise at the time and I suppose, you know, like I mean again I, I wasn't privy to the um you know, to all things Geelong uh, certainly over the sort of last sort of five or six years and, and um you know from a from a pure operational sense and so forth and I guess sometimes it's no different to whether it be coaching in football or um other administrative roles, um, you know, sometimes I suppose, you know um, when your time might be up, or whether it's time for a new challenge, or um, whether it's time to look beyond um, your existing role. so um, I'm, I'm not sort of privy to sort of what what sort of Daniel's motives were in, in that regard. But um, as you say, it's uh, it's opened up. I guess um, you know the the dream spot for me to then um, for me to then have a crack at, which is um, which is terrific from my end.
0: So just explain to us, um, obviously you would have had great skills and uh, experience in working in both country racing and for RV, but then to be a manager of a club, is there some help in transition in terms of uh, um, the the roles that might be required of a manager of a business, so to speak? Uh, I'm not a afraid of your knowledge of what financial things have to be done day-to-day. Managing whether that 's something you just rely totally on the financial controller and that, but the the change of direction you might be the perfect candidate, as is the case with all race clubs, but how do you become a good race club manager day to day, moving on from what you 've already gained?
1: Uh, well, I guess my experience over um, you know certainly the fourteen years within the industry, but um I you know, also probably was in the football industry for about seven years prior to that um, from a sports administration perspective. And and my number one sort of key go-to has always been around the relationship space. Um, so I think it's really just the ability to sort of build and... and, and build and and bond with your team and and have the trust within each other, Uh, you know, the fortunate part that I find myself walking into here is that I feel like we have a very, very capable team of staff, um, both on the tracks but also here within the office, most of which have got um, terrific club experience, so straight away for me it's just, um, you know, it's just building those relationships and tapping into those resources which will then provide me with the most informed position on the business. I certainly won't profess to coming in and knowing all things Geelong and um, what are all the magic buttons that need to be hit and um, so yeah, so for me it's about sort of entrenching yourself in the business, obviously trying to find out as much information as you can on the business, often which will come through the the resource and the people that exist within Um, but as we all sort of know, sometimes it's about discovery so for me, it's about you know the first three, four, five, six months of my time in the role is what can I discover about the lay of the land of the business, um, where we sit, you know, within the industry landscape. You know, what are all the ins and outs that I sort of really need to know that then allow me to sort of plan forward and move forward and make some really informed decisions about what maybe are the next opportunities for growth and development. And so forth. So, the fortunate part with my role probably over the last sort of nine years with RV is that I've always been involved in um, assisting new country club managers through sort of an an industry induction process. So, um, fortunately, that covers off, you know, the major sort of components of, of. of, of the racing club's business, I suppose. Um, so that's sort of given me a, a really good understanding and a really good base understanding of, um, you know, some of the key, key sort of business areas of race clubs. Naturally, once you get into your own club, it becomes a little bit more specific um, in detail, um, relevant to, to your club. But I think it can bring in a lot of the general principles that um, I have been exposed to, um, you know, through that sort of club manager induction program.
0: So, Luke, I was going to say, is it a bit easier at the moment to ease into the managerial role at Geelong because there's no crowds or maybe it's doubly difficult because right now, and I guess the Geelong Cup being late October, if people talk about Melbourne Cup as a landmark day, who knows what that means for you. But um, right now, are you sort of having to be a manager of two... Situations one where there's nothing changes with no crowds and it's protocols to suddenly at the drop of a hat maybe changing things with some people on track. Does that make it challenging for you?
1: Oh, again, I think the the club's been through it. I suppose previously. So again, in in terms of you know whether it be the racing bubbles, whether it be some crowds, whether it be no crowds, whether it needs you know sort of separation requirements, um, and again you know all those elements are so venue related that um, yeah the, the the good thing is, from my perspective, is that you know some of the majority of our staff have sort of been through those processes. I think agile's a word that became really, really popular um, in, in in the COVID circles in terms of being able to sort of adjust and um, and think on your feet and react quickly as decisions may may or may not um, come forward. So, um, so I've got some really good trust in in the fact that I think we can. Um, mobilise fairly quickly should we, you know, get opportunities moving forward um, to either host, you know, some form of crowds or minor crowds before any sort of, um, you know, before those landmark opportunities sort of become a little bit of the COVID normal across the state. So, um, yeah, it's interesting times. It's probably, if I had to be honest, if I had to be absolutely honest, would I be a little bit more anxious, more um, touchy if I was sort of preparing for a you know twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand people, Geelong Cup in in um, you know a bit over three weeks' time? Well, I probably would be, in all honesty. But um, yeah, we know that that's not going to be the case, and um, yeah, so it's certainly I think it allows you to sort of start that investigative journey on the business and probably put your head into a lot more of the. Um, the background of, of, of the organisation and 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 not have to be you know straight away um, you know focused on you know a, a big Geelong Cup crowd and, and event and so
0: forth. Now, I don't want to be the jinx, but Belinda Glass did not preside as a manager at her club in more than a year when she took over from Lachlan, and Tom O'Connor I think had to wait a year before he saw people at the Bull Carnival. So. Um, right now are you still you 're still selling tickets are you for for your cup are you or
1: uh well we 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 canceled all marquees um, right um and sort of uh, i guess what we i guess what we have got the ability to do from a you know in terms of to be able to mobilize reasonably quickly is our existing infrastructure e g grandstands dining rooms and so forth um, so yeah, so we really are probably only holding out you know some very um, i guess faint hope potentially that um I think they've made some decisions up until about the 18th of October in the in the sort of country racing landscape at the moment. So we're not, you know, we're us being on the 20th of October, we're obviously not too far away from from that um, that particular point in time. But um, I guess we still do hold out some hope that um, um, we may be able to get some form of people on course for the Geelong Cup, um, and and whilst. Um, you know, it's it's not easy to sort of plan for. We'll, we'll try and hang in there for as long as we can in that respect until um, until government and the industry sort of make a, um, you know make a firm decision on um, you know what, what's happening in that space moving forward.
0: Luke, great to chat to you. Uh, good luck going forward. We'll check in with you again many times and uh, great to have a bit of a chat to you about how things have settled in for you at the Geelong Race Club since you took over.